This is First Down Dynasty, right here on the Sports Ethos Network. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is another Tuesday evening as we get into the end of the fantasy season. I am Bill Nye, the Dynasty Guy, accompanied by my esteemed, beloved, better fantasy player than me, at least for this year, Mr. Eric Kravitz. If you're listening to First Down Dynasty, super important. It is important. Yeah. So was your introduction. Um, uh, yeah, well, well, I understand that, but I, my ego isn't big enough that the sh- name of the show should should not be before my own name. That's fair. Yeah, I, I'm a reasonable person, and it's reasonable for me to say that Will is shit at fantasy football this year. However, <laughs> I only made fifty percent of my playoffs. I'm so sorry. You should be. Yeah, I know. I'm fifty percent first seed. See, I said this about? year, and what normally I'm at like eighty percent. What's what's your percentage? Eighty percent, roughly. Uh, my percentage, what of uh, playoffs this yes, year? Playoffs this year. In in teams that I was in, in leagues I was not tanking in because I don't I, I you cannot count a tanking team in your playoff percentage because that would that, that that's not why you play dynasty. Um, I would say I'm at at least a seventy five percent clip, oh. but of of that seventy five percent, I am top one or two in most of them. In all of my playoff leagues, I'm three, four, five. Sucks to be you. Well, it's oh, playoff well. fantasy football time. We haven't been on in a couple of weeks, man. We had a we had a bachelor party to go to. We had to live a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we we planned a bachelor party. Um, I planned a bachelor party. We both planned a bachelor party. I fed us. Um, uh, you you did feed us. I did most. I think I, I think it's safe to say without being a dick about it. I did most of everything else. Uh, nope, no, you did most of everything else. <laughs> I did the feeding. Uh, formal the formal food and yeah you, you did the formal dining between experience. the two of us we also did like eighty percent of the informal food as well. Um, so I'll, I'll is, say ninety five percent. I'll say ninety five percent because I, I bought the meat and you bought the vessel the meat went into. Mm. Yes, that's 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 right. Uh, but yeah, we, we we had a bachelor party um a couple of weeks ago, which is why we weren't on, and because we're in our mid thirties instead of our mid twenties. Recovery happens a lot slower when you hit your oh. mid thirties and when you go to a bachelor party. For some of us, others of us were, were able to operate just fine. Um, but we we did we we were unable to uh, be on for the past couple of weeks because of that, and because of that, we missed a couple of pretty vital weeks in terms of getting yourself into the fantasy football playoffs, whether it be a redraft league or a dynasty league but if you're listening to us there's a really good chance you listen to us for more than just the information you listen to us for the banter for the guffaw for the yucks so we trust you our listener and we trust that you if you were in the spot to make it you did and if you didn't we do humbly apologize and this time next year, we will do our best to not plan a bachelor party for the last weekend in November. Um, so we'll be here for you that much more. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter slash X at FDD underscore ethos. We're also at BNK radio. And I have to give a quick shout out 
We did it before. Um, uh, family to the show, Jared Wright, top 500 player in Scott Fishbowl, advanced to the next round of the playoffs. That's further than we got last year, Will. Well, he's officially the best family member at Scott Fishbowl. It's crazy, especially because when you look at the men's drafts, it really isn't pretty. You look at our drafts, it looks a lot prettier, but evidently that doesn't mean a thing, which is also evident by the fact that my absolute worst team this year, I was praised by half the league for having the best draft, which also which means that? that was um, Leonard's league. I was praised for having oh, the best draft. And it Leonard's evidently league. did not come to pass as such. So if you get the best draft grade or commended by your peers as far as your draft, you know you're in for an absolute shit season. That That's basically uh, done for. Um, not always, and not always, but, but, but it's pretty, pretty darn close. Um, as far as, uh, you know, shit seasons go, it really doesn't get much worse from an expectation standpoint and the results than Justin Jefferson, Mr. Kravitz. He has missed seven games with a hamstring has come back now and is now out again. Uh, it, it's really tough. Um, the hamstring injury came at one of the worst times it could have because the Vikings were doing really well. They started one and four. They're on a six and two bender right now. And that's with starting Kirk Cousins, starting Josh Dobbs, starting who's the rookie quarterback that they started just for one game. His name is escaping me. Oh, I'm going to hate myself for it. No, because I added him for all of um, like a day and a half. And. Mm-hmm. I honestly even do never. It's okay. I forget too. Um, but now QB number four on the season is Nick Mullins. He'll do his best to right the ship. Hopefully with Justin Jefferson, who was removed from the game on Sunday. One of the worst games in modern memory, by the way. The game against the Vegas Raiders ended 3-0 on a last-minute walk-off field goal. Gross absolutely disgustingly gross um but yeah he's out he was limited in practice today um so it's possible that he plays this weekend but there there are disappointments because of injury and then there are you know 1.01 levels of injury disappointment and the only other person i could think of in recent memory who had Injury issues, not Le'Veon Bell sitting out, um, was Christian McCaffrey uh, a couple of years ago. Just dude couldn't stay healthy. And those people who drafted him at 101 paid the consequences dearly, much like a lot of people who drafted Justin Jefferson paid dearly. And on top of that, Justin Jefferson was, at least in leagues we're in, one of the most traded players this season. And a lot of people who traded for him ended up missing the playoffs because of those trades. They they did, and you were they were kind of hoping it would be the short end. It would be three or four weeks, and he'd be back, and they were wrong. And then while he was out, you lost your starting quarterback. You thought you replaced him with a solid option, and quickly as, you know, brightly Dobbs shined for a few weeks, it then faltered, and now you're on to your fourth quarterback of the season. Jaron Hall was the name of the man that we forgot earlier in the show. There it is, Jaron Hall. Yep. Um, and, you know, just an unfortunate set of injuries. And I don't think Minnesota's eliminated yet somehow, but um, 
you know, interesting to see how their season continues. I mean, they're not eliminated yet because there are six and seven teams currently in the last wild card spot. Which is the nice. five and eight giant. The five and eight giants are technically one game out of the playoffs right now. Which is even weirder. I mean, there's a there's a good reason for that. You got you got to put the wrists up. You got to do the two fingers touching your thumb. You got to talk like you're seasoning some uh, some meatballs for your draft coming up. Um, because uh, Tommy Cutlets, Mr. Tommy DeVito, who has the most stereotypical Italian person as a manager I've ever seen in my entire life, or his agent, whoever the hell that guy is. Did you see him? I, I did see the photos, and I, I could not actually believe the direct stereotyping that was taking place. But if you live it, you live it. I mean, that's, that's the funniest do, aspect. Do, do you want to hear something crazier? What? That guy... Also, our Alfred Morris's agent. Go figure. Fascinating. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. fascinating. Now, Insane. honestly, I love it. And when you really think yep. about the New York Giants or the Jets, the fact that they play in Jersey, a large Italian community, you haven't had an Italian quarterback playing for one of these New York teams, I think, uh, since uh, Testa Verde. And oh man, Testa Verde. Just fully like the fact that everyone in the area is fully embracing the kid, and he's got a little bit of that that moxie that you gotta have. Um, a couple of Maroons, exactly. Over here. Did I say this, it right? We gotta get this man some cannolis. We gotta get you, some you, cannolis. You're the Italian over here. I, I, am. I am not so sure that I'm doing the whole Maron thing right. Yeah, close enough. Um, but oh man. <laughs> Uh, as, as as our resident Italian, um, uh, on the giant social media, he and Cougine, um, a uh, famous TikTok uh, food guy here in the tri-state area, ranked some Italian dishes like veal marsala, chicken franchise, you know, chicken cutlets, the whole thing. Um, I want to know you specifically if you could only have one Italian pasta and one Italian entree, what are they, Will? Well, it starts and ends with that chicken pie. Chicken pie. Chicken pie. That that not that's veal pie. Not 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 the veal. No, no, the, no? The, the veal can be good, but it's it's the chicken pie. It's the steak. Oh, no. And you want to get fancy, you do the chicken pie and the vodka sauce. That's what oh you do. okay. That's okay, okay. what you do. That is what you do. Yeah. Chicken parm and vodka sauce. Pasta, oh. We get the we get the angel hair spaghetti or we get the rigatoni. That's what. See, doing. when it comes to pasta, there's a the, there's a place that I wanted to take Will when I asked him to be my best man when I got married. It turns out they closed over the summer, and I didn't know that. <laughs> but that place has, without a doubt, the best linguine and white clam sauce I've ever had in my entire life. And it's the best pasta dish I will ever eat in my entire life. I it don't know is how I feel so about clam good. sauce, though. Well, that's the thing. Ha- have you ever had linguine and white clam sauce before? Uh, I've had I I don't think so. I've only had clams like once or twice, and I gotta say I'm not a huge fan of them. Oh personally. man, I'll if it wasn't the run and the calamari, <sighs> and all that stuff. if if it wasn't run by the mob, I would I would get them on this program so <laughs> fast. But I I I would assume they don't need uh, to have their cover blown. Anyway, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say the name of the place. Uh, just anyway. because I don't want to end up with a horse's head in my bed. That, that doesn't happen. Anymore. It doesn't. No, I think people in see is not that I know, but I feel like taking the time to do that. I think they just send a meme of a horse head instead, and they'll get the idea. But 
ultimately we're getting a little bit distracted. Tommy DeVito and the Giants rolling. As you mentioned, only one game out of a playoff spot with uh, late field goal heroics against the Packers. And, you know, so Tommy DeVito is doing good. Quarterback you might not expect. Possibly for Superflex or Dynasty Leagues, maybe helping you out with all the quarterback injuries this year. We just mentioned that, um, you know, Minnesota's dealing with injuries. Josh Dobbs, not effective anymore. Nick Mullins takes over last week and is expected to be the starter for the remainder of the season at this point. So he is a quarterback that is probably worthy of an ad if he hasn't been owned. And another major injury, Justin Herbert was dealing with a hand injury already, and he now requires surgery on his right finger. And he is placed on IR, so he is done for the year, which means Easton Stick is the starting quarterback for the L.A. Chargers. A lot of unknown quarterbacks. And you know what? For fun's sake or not fun's sake, I don't know how you want to take it. We'll throw the revitalized Zach Wilson into this mix of young quarterbacks that is now thrown around after the debacle that was Tim Boyle. Kravit, yeah. have you ever, can you ever remember a playoff run where you're going to see most likely one of those four guys help someone to a championship? I really hope I'm one of those guys, man. <laughs> I can't tell, I can't tell you how many leagues I have Justin Herbert in. And in one of those Justin Herbert leagues, I also had Kirk Cousins in. So now oh, I'm boy. down Kirk Cousins. Now I'm down Justin Herbert. My only starting quarterback is Sam Howell. So now I will be forced to spend a copious amount of fab on either and or Jamma, Easton Stick or Nick Mullins. And I am so sad that I didn't, you know, waste free agent bucks on a Joe Flacco who's been killing it with Cleveland on a Tommy Cutlets. How you doing over for the giants or even Zach Wilson was available for a little while. There are so many backup quarterbacks playing meaningful football this year, more so than any other year I can remember. And I'm sure you're in the same boat as I am. It, it's remarkable, and I feel like in a lot of football leagues in general now, where people weren't really holding on to quarterbacks because it's a it's a one-off position or it's a super flex, you only need three, four maximum. Hoarding quarterbacks could very reasonably be a strategy now, just because of all of the injuries that we've seen. On that note, I have three quarterbacks on one roster. My opponent. I believe only has one, and that one is actually C.J. Stroud, who is still in concussion protocol after leaving the game last week with the Jets. Kravit, what's your take on defensive fantasy football and just picking up whatever quarterbacks you can afford to waste roster spots on at that point? I mean, now, <laughs> after going, after literally, st- I like there was another two-quarterback league I'm in, I lost to Sean Watson and Joe Burrow. I was starting Jake Browning and Aiden McConnell. Also, people you didn't even mention before because who the fuck cares about Jake Browning and Aiden O'Connell going into the year? You know, I honestly, like Browning, I knew, I remember, but I actually forgot that it wasn't Garoppolo starting in Vegas anymore. (laughs) Yeah, and they might go back to him now. Really? 
They lost three nothing uh, yeah, to the sure. Vikings, led by Josh Dobbs. Wait, they switched them out. Nick Mullins. It's very likely that they go back to Jimmy Garoppolo just to see what happens. All of a sudden, the AFC West is open. Oh my God, Jimmy Garoppolo could win someone a title. Jimmy Garoppolo could win someone a title. Now you're about where I am. I'm welcome. I've been expecting you. It's horrible here. <laughs> and when you have a guy like Easton Stick, obviously that offense has had its up and downs um, with Justin Herbert this year. Uh, the coaching staff there is horrible. They're getting they're getting replaced at the end of the year. But Easton Stick between Phillip Rivers and then Herbert after him really has not played at all. We don't know that Staley's going to go. He should. He should have been gone two years ago, but we don't know that he's going to go. Nuts. I, I don't know insane. how you survive. Uh, th these head coaches have to have some sort of, you know, bad information that they're holding over these GMs and owners' heads to keep their jobs as as easily and as frequently as they do. And we could start at home with Rob Sala. Salah, not Salah. We're 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 not uh, Jersey women here on uh, First Down Dynasty. Salah, up until very recently, he was on a five-game losing streak, and it was very, very, very bad here in the tri-state area to be a Jets fan, to be on the coaching staff of the Jets. And yes, of course, they turned it around against the Texans. The defense played really well, of course, and Zach. For the first time, and feels like whatever threw for 300 yards the first time all season, the Jets scored more than 22 points. It, the The aura here has got to change, and I feel like Salah has to have something on either Douglas or on Woody, or else he would be gone. And same thing with Staley. Same thing with Ron Rivera out uh, for for the Commanders. They're four and nine right now. They have a really good roster. And before they traded away both Chase Young and who's the other defensive end? Montez, Montez Sweat. Sweat. Yep. Like, that was a really good team. And he just cannibalized it because, oh, we're not going to be good. You could have been good. You could have been real good. It's on, it's on Rivera. McLaurin, Dotson, Curtis Samuel are a really good wide receiving trio. Brian Robinson, before we got hurt, was a top six running back in fantasy football. How crazy is that? Is he still hurt by Abs him? Yeah, he's still hurt. He still has the hamstring thing. I mean, tomorrow's Wednesday, so we'll get a real a real update about him for the first time in over a couple of weeks. Um, but I I from what I've seen, he's still hurt. Well, which means Antonio Gibson and now Chris Rodriguez become factors. Like, it's crazy here in the football playoffs. Well, I'm almost envious that you didn't make it a lot of places I made it, so you don't have to deal with this. Well, one league, one of my flex situations is Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel, uh, Noah Brown, or potentially, hopefully, Aaron Jones, who's had a miserable season of his own. So I have options for the first time because now everyone's – not on buy anymore, so now I gotta figure out the uh, sit em stardom part of the thing, which for the most part, between all these injuries, a lot of people haven't really had too many questions because it was blatantly obvious who you needed to start. And Kravitz, where I don't think we're giving this quarterback situation enough due, please remember, I mentioned Zach Wilson. Joe Flacco is starting and winning games for people. Yeah. 
I said that before. He's going to contribute to somebody's winning a fantasy team, fantasy league. Just the fact that, like, we're talking about these kind of people. Like, we've already mentioned, like, six, seven, eight quarterbacks that should not be starting that are. We haven't even mentioned. We haven't. We, we've barely mentioned Mitch Trubisky. Oh, boy. Or Bailey Zappi. Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett shouldn't even be starting. Bailey Zappi. I mean, it, he's been starting all season, what feels like. But Gardner Minshew has the Colts in the playoffs right now. Should have been a goddamn job, but we're not going to talk about that. Gardner Minshew in 2023 is quarterbacking a team to a playoff berth. And imagine if Stroud can't go, then it's David Davis Mills. Mills. What, what, like, what a I, week we could have. I honestly think there there are more backup quarterbacks starting this weekend than there are actual starting quarterbacks. I'd say it's probably close to about 50-50 at least. And, and I just want to piggyback off something you said uh, earlier on. You, you you had mentioned that start um, uh, stardom situm has become sort of blatantly obvious this season. That's why we haven't been doing them all year, guys. Leading into leading into our transition from BNK into first down dynasty, we would do you know your studs, your duds, your stardoms, your sitems, your this, your that. This year has been so riddled with injuries. You really don't have much of an option about who you're starting, unless you're a god when it comes to drafting, and I'm sure some of you are. I know I am. I drafted Nico Collins and and Raheem Mostert very late in redraft leagues. Thank you, by the way. You're very welcome. That's why I'm here. Even though he's hurt now, but still. He's hurt, and uh, he, it's a calf injury at MetLife, so who knows what to do with that's going to be. I hate MetLife so much. Everyone but that's why, we haven't, that's why we haven't done those segments, because honestly, especially right now, who are you benching? If you have somebody with a pulse and, you know, healthy knees, ankles, wrists, and elbows, and shoulders, you're playing that guy, especially at the quarterback position. There's, there's really not a whole lot to talk about as far as that because there really have not been enough significant um, changes to make. It really hasn't. It's kind of sad that there's been that many injuries, but, you know, moving into the playoffs – there's not a lot going on that really requires pickups. Obviously, with the quarterback situation we mentioned, so if you're one of those guys that needs a quarterback, you're going to look to pick up whoever you can. And honestly, if Browning or Flacco are honestly available, I think you go with those guys. Mullins at least has a track record as a backup. I think if you get stuck with an Easton stick, you know it may work out for you, but that's obviously, I think, the low end of the totem pole as far as the fill-in quarterbacks. Um, I mean, I'm there is a dynasty league. I, I'm fortunate enough that I'm 12-2, and two, so I have a first-round bye, but that's the league where I had Kirk Cousins and Justin Herbert. So now I am praying to Shiva that the money I put on Nick Mullins is going to be enough. And, and the money I put on Easton Stick hopefully will be enough if I don't get Nick Mullins. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is dangerous out here for people. And that's why I said earlier, hoarding quarterbacks might be a legitimate and viable strategy moving forward in super flex leagues. If this year is an indicator of what's to come later on in, in years in the future, and trends in the NFL happen for a reason, 
who's to say that next year, I mean, knock on everything wood and anywhere around me and around you that it doesn't happen. But who's to say that uh, the quarterback apocalypse that we're experiencing, everybody getting hurt, who's to say that doesn't happen again next year and have it be even worse? Hell, even healthy quarterbacks this year aren't really performing as well as they normally do. You have Pat Mahomes underperforming. Um, Jalen Hurts up until very recently was doing really well. Now he's sort of come back down to earth. Like Lamar Jackson up until recently had a string of like five or six mediocre games. Matt Stafford is a top 10 quarterback over the last month and he's been hurt. Definitely the, not done. The, the, the lack of elite quarterback play is crazy right now. Yep. Quarterbacks are, you know, it kind of, it's reemphasizing almost. You don't bother taking a quarterback early. And even if you want guys like Mahomes or Josh Allen or uh, Lamar historically, just doesn't seem to be worth it like, at all. Um, and unfortunately, quarterbacks are not the only ones immune. Injuries the last few weeks. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor has been out for a few weeks. There's a long shot he plays, but if he is coming back at all, it's most likely going to either be the following week or championship week if you are a JT owner. And Isaiah Pacheco popped up out of nowhere and missed this past week. Does he play this week? I have no idea. But I know a lot of people picked up CEH, figuring he'd have the opportunity. And he did lead the you know, running backs out of him and McKinnon as far as touches, but McKinnon's got the touchdowns as McKinnon does in December. So Yeah, I was going to say, it used to be December Derrick Henry. Now it's December Derrick McKinnon. Mm -hmm. This year and last year, Derrick McKinnon is really somebody that you want on your roster this time of year. Of course. And, you know, the glaring lack of wide receiver weapons is catching up to the Chiefs very quickly. And we'll get into... Obviously, off-season stuff once it's time for it. But for the love of God, I'm like seeing a pairing happening before my eyes. Can we get this man some T. Higgins? Please. As somebody who has so much T. Higgins, somebody who just traded the sixth pick in the first round for T. Higgins, please, oh God almighty, please, let T. Higgins sign a nice fat deal with the Kansas City Chiefs and not the New England Patriots, because that's my worst fear. Uh, T. Higgins no, no, signing no, we the Patriots. We, we want Mahomes to do well because it's more fun. But, uh, yeah, I think he actually would have killed Kadarius Tony if everyone was not looking uh, after this past week. Um, so that's obviously a few running back situations. Alexander Madison banged up a little bit constantly. Ty Chandler is a possible add if he's still available. Unlikely, but possible. Um, Chase Brown becoming a factor as, you know, Jamar Chase a little bit banged up. T. Higgins coming back, but he's still not 100%. Joe Mixon, you know, being worked worked around a little bit. Chase Brown might be somebody who can get you a few points if you are riddled with other injuries at the moment. Uh, unlikely he's available. I know I own him in one or two places, uh, mostly drafted as far as Dynasty is concerned. But if the off chance that he's not, definitely take a look at him. Um, and one of the big ones that could be a league winner, depending on how this situation rolls out, Josh Jacobs left the game last week with a quad injury. 
If he can't go, Zamir White is going to get a ton of touches. So definitely someone to keep your eye on as far as ads for this week. Definitely could help in a pinch can Zamir White. I want to ask you a question that refers more to redraft leagues than dynasty leagues. Yes. How do you feel about locking non-playoff teams out of making moves? I am all for it. Okay. And I have, in fact, done so for the league I'm commissioner. I that that's where I was going, and I'm glad you did that. <laughs> and I do that. I do that every. I've done that every year I've been commissioner. Yep. I've made it well, a point, well, especially because there's no benefit at that point, and you're just getting in the way of the people that matter. And... Oh, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Nicest thing you've ever said about me, by the way. Well, well, you and everyone else. And yes, I locked my own team. <laughs> like, I don't need to be picking anyone <laughs> up right now. Um, I know some people, um, some people, especially like our league has like a keep rule. But if, you know, this far in, you haven't kind of straightened that out already, that's kind of on you. Um, you don't need yep. to be adding anyone at this point. Um, or if you do, you were going to miss the playoffs. Should have thought about that like a week ago and taken care of that. Um, so don't really care about that. Uh, okay. So I that's think... pretty much it, I think, as far as ads. I don't really think there's many other notable. No, at, the, at this point in the season, may, maybe Amir Abdullah. If if you're go if you're chasing if you're chasing the passing down back on the Las Vegas Raiders, torn between Aiden O'Connell. And Jimmy Garoppolo, you might have bigger problems on your hands if that's a make it or break it at this point in the season for you. But Amir Abdullah is also somebody that you can consider adding. Um, if you're in a redraft league, um, I want to have a serious discussion with you about dropping Damian Pierce. And as somebody who has a lot of Damian Pierce, it's a really tough conversation to have. I own one share of Damian Pierce. I'm he sorry is, to hear that. He is well. He's my like fifth running back. Um, <laughs> lucky it, you. Luckily, well, here's the thing. My running back situation has been iffy all year. I had Jonathan Taylor, who obviously missed the start of the season, is out now. But I had mm. Zach Moss the entire season as the fill-in, and I have Jalen Warren, Zach Charbonnet, and Miles Sanders, who also is bad. I was able to pick up. Oh. Years. oh. Now <laughs> I'm I'm finished third and second in points in this league in spite of all those running back problems, because then I was rocking Mahomes and Stroud, as well as um, Puka, Ayuk, Devonta Smith, Mike Evans, and Chase, and Sam Laporta. Eesh. So my team is loaded everywhere else, but going into this first round of the playoffs, my two starting running backs are Jalen Warren and Zach Moss. I'm so sorry. Um, Damien Damien Pierce is averaging less than three yards a carry this year, which is, you know, typical for the type of running back he is. He's a real run between the tackles kind of guy. But over the past five games, he's he's been on the field at maximum 43 percent of the plays. Um, Since week six, he's only a eclipsed 14 touches a game once and that was against denver in a game winning uh game script uh it, it's just not good he's only scored two touchdowns on the season 
one against Denver in week 13 and then all the way back against uh, Jacksonville in week three. Also, coincidentally, his best game of the year with only 14.9 full PPR points. As somebody who came into the season with a lot of Damian Pierce hype and was a champion for this man. If you need to drop somebody for maybe a Ty Chandler, for maybe a Chase Brown or an Amir Abdullah or a Zamir White, if it's somebody that you think you need, go ahead and drop Damian Pierce. Yes, Will. I would love to say that this is a good idea, just based on the season he had. This redraft and I, specifically. And, and, I know, and, I, and I feel you because I was felt the same way about Javonta Williams coming back and he only scored his first touchdown this past week. But Javante Williams is on the field a lot, and he's productive when he touches the ball. Damon Pierce had four touches this past weekend. Fair. But it's going to be interesting because not only is Tank Dell out for the year, now Nico Collins is probably out for a few weeks, if not the rest of the year. Noah Brown has been hit or miss if he's been in the lineup, and Robert Woods is old. Let's say C.J. Stroud does play. They still have some backups with Hutchinson and Mechie. But not a whole lot going on. Dalton Schultz is still out. He may see an uptake in touches, even if he's still splitting time with Singletary as far as catching the ball, just because they don't have a lot going on right now. They have so was, many injuries on offense. Pierce was on the field 14% of the snaps this weekend for the for the Texans. On the second half. Of in, in, in a losing game script scenario, Dario Gumbawale was on the field longer than Damian Pierce was. You want to remember the last time Dario Gumbawale was relevant? Um, the off the offseason, Travis Etienne got hurt, and everybody was going crazy over Gumbawale when I was uh, too busy being excited about James Robinson. Ah, uh, yes. That is the last time Dario Gumbawale was remotely relevant. He was able to get on the field more than Damian Pierce was. He was more productive than Damian Pierce was. I understand where you're coming from. I really do. But Devin Singletary has carved out the starting role as a running back in Houston. And I, I don't know what's going on with Damian Pierce. He's a low draft capital running back that Houston just happened to get lucky with last year. And myself and a lot of people thought that with Stroud um, and with what we hoped was the emergence of, you know, Nico Collins. And we were right about that. Nico Collins has been a hell of a star that till this point in the season, it just hasn't, happened for Damian Pierce yet and if it's not going to happen for him this season I would be pressed to find when it would be early on in the early on in the season Houston's offensive line was terrible they were down Laramie Tunsil they were down two or three guys that just weren't healthy and he was more productive then than he is now he can't find his way onto the field and this is the best offensive line they've had all season. C.J. Stroud going to be offensive rookie of the year if it's not Puka Nakua. And he still can't find a way to become relevant. Will, you're my best friend in the world. I wanted you to do this podcast with me because most of the time you are better at fantasy football than I am. But I can't at all agree with you that keeping Damian Pierce is a good idea. I just can't do it. Well, I didn't necessarily say it was a good idea, but I didn't say it was a bad idea. <laughs> I'm kind of playing both sides. It's up okay. to you, but I can certainly understand the the desire to drop him if there's no one 
if there's no one available, obviously don't drop him. But if there, if there's a target that's easily um, attainable, then yeah, you you drop Damian Pierce to go get someone that's going to help you because it's not going to be Damian Pierce this year. And it's it's different when we talk about people like Nico Collins that you know we see something you know it's it's going to happen sooner or later. And this year, for the most part, it has happened. Obviously, you give him a quarterback like C.J. Stroud as opposed to whatever they've been doing the last few years. But obviously that changes a few things, and now it's a good situation. Wide receivers can have an immediate impact, but sometimes they take a few years to get there. Running backs, if they don't have an immediate impact, it's not likely they're going to pop up out of nowhere unless there's an injury. And Damian Pierce, unfortunately, has a very similar trajectory to your other friend that you love that you just mentioned in James Robinson. And I'm worried it's going to be the same thing where it's a year out of nowhere. And then after that, they really don't recapture that rookie magic. And Damian, uh, not Damian, uh, James Robinson, after an injury, after that great rookie season, did it okay for a year. And then now he's literally bounced around like half the league this season. I don't, I don't, not necessarily going to say that's going to happen to Damian Pierce. But he's kind of trending more towards that than, you know, reestablishing himself this year. So, yeah, unfortunately, it's not looking pretty for him. No. This is why I said only in redraft. I need to make that perfectly clear. We're not dropping people in Dynasty unless they're, you know, practice squad fodder like Kenny McIntosh. And even then, I'm like, eh, maybe not. Yep. Oh, no. I just got terrible news, Will. That has nothing to do with football. Oh, no. What was it? Captain Raymond Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Andre Brar, has passed away. Oh, no. I know that guy. He's in a... Uh, that's a he's in other things also. He, I, he's I he, he's also stuff, yeah. life on the street, uh, but... Uh, that's very unfortunate. That's rough. How old was he? 61. Oh, that's, that's a shame. That's... That 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 that's heartbreaking. If you haven't watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, definitely give it a shot just because it's such a funny show. Um, but now that he has passed away, rest in peace, um, Andre Brar. My goodness, that's rough. That news breaking just in this hour. Oh, that's rough. So sad. It, Andre, it it stinks. Um, that stinks. So overall. You know, not there's not a whole lot going on when you talk about the injury-related news. Uh, we do wish everyone fantastic luck if you are in the first round of your playoffs in whichever league you're in, or if you're, you know, complete crazy people like us that have like ten leagues plus. Oh, it's gonna be a chaotic weekend because one playoff loss hurts. Should you lose four or five, well. Kravitz will have to wait till next week because, you know, that's his season. I yep. would be absolutely devastated. And unfortunately, Kravitz, I wish you better luck than I had, I think, two years ago. I had four first-round buys out of, like, my six or seven playoffs, and I lost all four of them. So your pain I'm, may just I, be delayed a week. I Listen, since 2021, I have had incredible, incredible, incredible luck. And this year, I feel like based on the competition around me and a lot of the leagues that we're in, 
My rosters are better constructed than most people around me, except in that one league where I had Herbert and Cousins. I'm also not worried about anybody, you know, beating their children or, you know, anything like that. So Adrian Peterson issues are not going to uh, don't flip me off. Don't you dare flip me off that season. Is, I have PTSD. I'm seeing somebody discuss my problems, though. I'm glad. Listen, therapy among dudes is very rare, and I'm glad that you're finally getting some help. I've been in therapy for quite some time. I, I have no shame. No, no shame about it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sign us off. I feel old now. Goodbye. <laughs> so, as always, I'm Bill Nye, the Dynasty Guy. He's the crab. We'll be back next week discussing more of the Fantasy Dynasty playoffs right here on the Sports Ethos Network. I hate you, Will. Have a good night. Yeah.